0: Get ready to fast track your mindset to millions. You're listening to the Mindset to Millions.com podcast, where we deliver you insider confessions and secrets from the world's top entrepreneurs, coaches, and thought leaders. Excellent. Well, welcome, listeners, to another Mindset to Millions podcast. And I have a very special guest on the line today. And it's really nice to be able to interview somebody who I've known from the past, a blast from the past, um, a a guy that I used to work with. And that was probably, I would say it would have been well over 10 years ago. And, And that person is Dave Allen. And Dave and I, back in the day, we just clicked straight away because there was something between the two of us we could just tell we were motivated, that, that we had a passion to, to create a better life, a better future. And we could kind of get a sense that we were both, you know, budding entrepreneurs. And it's, it's incredible to reconnect, um, you know, many years later and, and go, wow, you know, we've both written books. Um, Dave has had an incredible background. I'm pretty, pretty excited to, uh, to welcome Dave, so David Allen. Dave now is an emergency responder, which I'll get him to share a little bit more about what that's all about, um, as well as when he's not doing that, um, he is also investing and writing. So I'm going to um, hand over to you, Dave, and, and uh, welcome you to the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks, Joel. And it's uh, yeah, an honour to be on your podcast. I'm very happy to be here.
0: Yeah, awesome, man. <coughs> um, well, I think let's let's start let's let's rewind and and go back to the beginning, and um, maybe let's talk a, a little bit more about your background. I've given a, a brief overview, but uh, let's hear yeah. a little bit more about you.
1: Absolutely. So, basically, I'm a guy in my mid-thirties, and I've never actually worked in the finance industry. Um, but I've, I've basically been a hobby investor for about the last 10, 15 years and uh, I've made my fair share of mistakes and uh, had some wins, had some losses and uh, basically figured out how to play the game just say so making small, consistent wins all the time. And uh, yeah, so I figured I'd write a book about it, A Noob's Guide to Riches and, uh, and, and as far as my background and who I am and everything, as far as my employment, uh, a, lot, a lot of my background is in hotels and then after that it's uh, in emergency response in the private industry. And so with emergency response and safety, uh, you learn a lot about uh, basically how to think about for the worst case scenario, even if it's unlikely and how to prepare for it, how to mitigate those risks. And it's, I'm actually pretty glad I landed in this because you can apply a lot of these concepts to finance, which I don't really believe has been done. Uh, yeah, there, there are some mitigating uh, ways to re- reduce risk in finance, but uh, I think there's a lot more that can be done, uh, which is where I believe I can contribute to, to the industry
0: yeah amazing so so let's uh just dig into that a little bit further so when you're talking about being an emergency responder being able to step in and identify risk um obviously that mirrors quite closely to um you know in- investing um do you want to maybe tell us a little bit more about that
1: yeah absolutely yeah. so uh say <clears throat> so, so any office you've been into uh, you'll have a first aid kit you have fire extinguishers and you have a fire evacuation plan and and being realistic, I mean, if you go into the average office, the chances that an office fire is going to happen is so ridiculously slim and yet there's always procedures for it. And the reason for that is that the consequence of um, of a fire happening and people not knowing what to do, what, what the right things to do are, um, it's so severe there could be a loss of life and that's why there's always mitigating factors in there. And so uh, taking this uh, example across to the the, the mortgage for example, um, a lot of people are getting house mortgages that are far too big for them. and um, that They say that real estate never goes down or, and the interest rates will be steady and blah, 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 um, and the job's pretty secure. But what if, like, even if all those factors are pretty secure, what if one day it isn't? <coughs> and so it's not to say that you have to throw everything away in case you lose your job or in case the interest rates go up. But it's more uh, just be mindful and have a plan in place in case they do or just have a bit of wiggle room, so to speak. And so if the interest rates are raised uh, a little bit, say, oh, no, we've got a bit of wiggle room and um, – what I can afford to repay every month, um, yeah, etc.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, mitigating risk, uh, I think, is a huge topic in itself, and um, something you talk about in in your book, um, your strategy around mitigating risk itself, and um, how you've kind of structured things. Do you want to maybe um, share share how yeah, that, yeah how you look at that.
1: Yeah, well, it's, uh, j- just as a uh, any ambitious investor, uh, I read a lot of works by um or a lot of interviews by Warren Buffett, yeah. and he used to talk about rule number one, never lose money, and rule number two, never lose. Don't forget rule number one. And I thought, like, yeah, haha. And it's just like, yeah, you-, you can win the football grand final so long as you never lose a football game. And it's just like <laughs> that, that quite used to really annoy me. I mean, yeah. n- nobody loses on purpose. And
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I just thought that's a bit of a silly th- throwaway quote. But then after some time of the markets, I. know that quote to mean uh, to just be a very conservative investor. Uh, so everyone, uh, most people are aware of the whole risk um, risk first reward ratio and all that. And I'm a big fan of actually being a lot more conservative rather than risky. And because when you actually break down the mathematics, it's actually much easier. Um, it's actually much easier to be consistently making a small gain than it is to maybe making uh, to, to make back a large loss is actually a very hard thing to do when you actually break down the maths of it. Uh, so. That's the big thing about it. And as far as the strategies for it, uh, you got the the lazy version uh, where basically, uh, depending on what your risk appetite is, you could say be uh, 60% shares and 40% bonds or maybe even flip that around if you want to be a bit more conservative. So say, for example, uh, your shares take a bit of a hit. Uh, the interest payments on your bonds uh, would cover the losses from those shares. So overall, you would have just made $0 rather than lost money. Oh, and I'm probably getting a bit ahead of myself Yeah those of you who don't know what a bond is, you say $10,000 or whatever amount you have and the government basically uh, pays you an interest for putting the money there. So you're basically loaning money to the government. So th- that's what a bond is, in case anyone is wondering that. Yeah, so, awesome.
0: do you, sorry, um, the connection just cut out a little bit. Do you want to just um, just do a really quick recap on that again? So what is, a, um, is it? So, go on?
1: Yeah, so what is a bond? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so basically a simple way to think of a bond is that it's so uh, you're loaning the government money in the same way that a term deposit, you're loaning the bank money. Uh, for a bond, you're just loaning the, the government money. And the beautiful thing about a bond, though, is that if uh, if the government were to ever get in the trouble, they have the taxpayers to help you pay that interest. And so that's why it's such a secure investment. Uh, you can also get corporate bonds as well, which pay a slightly more generous inter- interest rate. So, for example, for NAB or AGL, Commonwealth Bank, uh, so the large corporations that offer bonds as well. Uh, so the, the simple version of... Um, not a lazy version of uh, investing conservatively is to have a bit of a mixture of shares and bonds. Uh, there is a model though, it's, it's been in existence for about 500 years, it's called the Permanent Portfolio. And with this, it's uh, it's it's shares and bonds, just as I was talking about before, and uh, you also have an allocation to gold and silver, and also an allocation uh, for cash. And what you do is you have 25% perfectly in each quarter, or each section, sorry, because quarter is a period of time. Mm. And... Uh, basically, say after half a year or a year, or whatever, uh, depends on what increments you decide on. If uh, one of your sectors is grown to thirty percent of your portfolio and another one's shrunk it down to twenty, you just sell the that's grown to thirty and reinvest it into the one that's twenty. Right. And uh, and basically, th- this model uh, through history has proven to be everything-proof. It's so uh, it's it survives Zimbabwe. Uh, for those who know about Zimbabwe, their economy just got destroyed. Everyone, mm. there's a um, bit bit of a sad truth that you could be a starving billionaire over there. There were people that had billion-dollar notes and yet couldn't pay for food. Uh, so they had an inflation crisis it's insane, uh, there's isn't uh, it? Yeah. yeah it is yeah uh, there's uh, it also survived Argentina uh, similar thing to Zimbabwe except not as extreme yeah. and in uh, Japan as well yeah, so, yeah oh, and, sorry and in and one last thing too with the gold allocation I'm a very big fan of having gold and silver in the form of mining companies and there's two reasons for that uh, one um, if you just hold a piece of metal you're not actually getting a cash flow out of it really and and right. uh, yeah, and uh, and two, um, it's when you're passionate about a bit investing, it's it's hard to keep it a secret from everyone. And if people know that you have got gold and silver in your house, you're going to be a target. Yeah, that's and right. And so it, it's a it's a harsh reality. And um, <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm a big fan of just keeping everything in the digital realm digital as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, mm. fair enough, fair enough. So mm. so I like this idea that you're setting yourself up um, to be f- well future proofed. So whatever comes your way, you will survive. And you talk Absolutely. about this idea, you know, the the, the thing that you want to do is avoid uh, getting wiped out, you know, completely. So, Absolutely. Because um, as you said, it, it just takes such a long time to get back to, uh, I suppose, back to black in a sense, you know. So mm. that's, um, I think, a really good tip to start off with, definitely. Um, Thank you. Before we go a bit deeper, I, I'd love to um, hear a little bit about... How did you get started um, you know in the market and yeah. you know who inspired you and etc
1: absolutely well um, the, the first thing that sort of brain up to the concept of uh, investment and getting a separate cash flow or passive income it's a uh, someone tried to recruit me to that uh, Mway program where basically um, uh, it um, a bit of a long story but uh, they told the story where say you lived in a village and your job was to get buckets of water and go down to the watering hole, fill up the bucket of water and carry it back to the village and you get 50 cents per bucket of water. And then I said, what if one day you just decided to put a bit extra time and effort in and you actually built a a pipe um, with a pump on it and you had a coin vending machine 50 cents and then just at the end of the month, you could just be chilling out for the whole month and then just at the end of the month just collect all your 50 cent coins for not doing any work and then you could do another job on top of that. So, actually, it's kind of an interesting concept and a very simple concept but it explains... um, that explains the philosophy for what I was going after. So I thought, yeah, how, how do I get the second income? So naturally there's real estate. And at the time in been in a similar job at the time, um, the, the wages that we're earning is never going to even be close to being able to afford a house. Yeah. So I thought, well, okay, well that, that, that basically leaves us with shares. I thought, well, who, who do I know that trades shares? And guess who? That's you. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> so um, really yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah really so I, I remember he sat me down and, um, Yeah, uh, uh, I think I took it out for a coffee or whatever, and yeah, basically pointed out to say this is how you open up a trading account. Um, these are what options are if you want to do those. Uh, This is how you buy normal shares. These shares do that. This is what a dividend is, and he taught me all the basics. And it's actually kind of good because I've been able to pay it forward to a few people as well. The same way that you introduced me to, shares, I've been able to introduce other coworkers since then. That's yeah. um... So it's um. Yeah. That's
0: amazing man, that's, that's awesome and the re- really interesting thing here is that you've gone on and to really take it so much further um, and to really you know, develop uh, a knowledge and an interest in that industry um, that, yes. that, you know, that you are able to share now with um, you know, so many more people in, in the form of a book. So well, I think um, it's incredible I, I, that I, I, you, you're able to do that.
1: Oh, thank you. I've got this uh, very long-term desire to be lazy, so I just work really hard now and uh, invest smart and invest hard and then um, I've got the option to be lazy in the future.
0: <laughs> I really I really like how you started off the book and you have this vision of how everything's kind of just laid out for you. It's just simple. Life is simple, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah. Actually, as we speak, uh, my clothes are getting washed in my washing machine, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: That's one thing we don't have to do anymore, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I and I have um, a vacuum cleaner that uh, is robotic. It just goes oh, around the apartment. And I've got one of those too. They're great, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so m- meanwhile, you're
1: doing some other job, and and your washing's getting done. Your robot's cleaning your floor, and yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to be next, right? But oh, especially um, with AI. Yeah, 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 but but a great a great vision that you've got there. And, Thank you. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about you know some of the horror stories. I think we have discussed this previously, but um, yeah, yeah. Tell us well, tell us where it went wrong and and yeah. uh, what were the learnings from that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So uh, w- one way in which I think I'm very uh, fortunate and lucky, or say long term lucky, is that in the short term I have very bad luck. And so, you know, you hear about the people who are addicted to gambling yeah. and it's be- usually because they had a really good first run in the casino and that sort of hooks them because they had a good run and then they hooked on for life even though they're losing money for the rest of their life. Yeah. So, I think I'm actually a little bit fortunate that I've sort of got the opposite luck that if I, if I were to walk into a casino or try day trading, um, I'll guarantee I'd lose money no matter what I did. And and for that reason, um, I, I'm actually kind of grateful for that because it takes away the temptation of trying to do the short-term gains it's the same that uh, I know for a fact that I'll, I'll never get a tan. It, it's, I don't have that type of skin. Yeah. So, therefore, I don't get, go out into the sun to get sunburned. Yeah, so, right, that's right. probably going to be a good thing in the long run too. <laughs> so, in a lot of the ways that I'm short-term unlucky, I think I'm long-term lucky. So, uh, But to learn this lesson, I had to actually go through it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember I was in the peak of the American financial crisis and I was investing in a product called CFDs. And if you know what they are, they're basically financial weapons of mass destruction. Um, the idea is that if you... If the shares go up a tiny bit, you make a fortune, but what they don't quite often say though is the shares go down a little bit, you also lose a fortune. And so there were rumors that the American economy was in a lot of trouble. Um, There was talk that General Motors was about to declare bankruptcy, and so I positioned myself to make money if the U.S. share market as a whole were to go down. And... uh, Checked the trade two hours later before I went to bed, and it had made eight hundred dollars. I thought, "Wow, this is great. Okay. This is easy." Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I said, "Imagine what's going to be one I... yeah, I'm going to make money yeah, when I'm, I'm sleeping." Yeah, up the up. dream. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, <laughs> yeah and then I uh, woke up the next morning and I checked it, and my account of uh, four thousand dollars had been wiped out. Ooh. And yeah, so it's a uh, but uh, long term though. I'm I'm glad that happened because it yeah. taught me a very valuable lesson that easy come, easy go, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I do actually remember that day you coming into work, and it's like... It's yeah, I wasn't great. a happy chappy. It's all gone it, down the toilet, basically. Yeah, because
1: in those days too, like um,
0: or with the job that we were doing, like four grand, it took a while to save that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so a really good lesson early on, and um, mm. as you've kind of alluded to, sometimes it's really good to... To make those mistakes early on, so um, you learn quickly, and, you, and you're able to put those, you know, uh, risk mitigation strategies in place, which you absolutely you know, obviously yeah. picked up after that um, that mm. loss. So, so that's actually that's, that's a- one up. Sorry, uh, yeah, that's one on. other thing I want to
1: bring up as well. Um, yeah. You may see TV shows or documentaries about people who can beat the market yeah. and and the short term gains. Uh, they fall into two categories, or actually three. Uh, one is that they're still short-term lucky and it's, they're still going to get bitten. Uh, two, uh, they've got a, an elite team of mathematicians. Mm. So I'm talking about the best mathematicians in the world, as in literally like top 100 in the world. And so if you think you can outsmart a room of the world's best, best mathematicians, uh, go for it. But as far as a normal person, our chances are basically zero of beating them.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and three is obviously uh, criminal insider trading, which uh, you don't
0: yeah, not a, not a path you want to go down.
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> all all of those might give you it might give you a short term a short term gain, but uh, yeah. you know, especially the last one could end you in jail. Is probably yeah. not, what, not what you're after. Exactly, yeah.
1: <laughs> Actually, even with the story about the second example two of the mathematicians yeah. there was a um, story about long term capital management, and uh, they basically created this mathematical formula that was twenty lines long, mm. and they could sort of perfectly predict uh, trades of options. Um, I I know you are, but basically an option is a a way of amplifying your wins or losses in the share market um, if you're new to this. And they made this perfect formula and for three years in a row they made massive gains and they even won a Nobel Economics Prize. And then the fourth year wiped out within two months. Yeah, so it just shows that even the mathematicians even get it wrong sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and I, I think that is such a great lesson because a lot of novice you know, noob investors yep. might, <laughs> might go on this journey of going, wow, you know, falling for the short-term returns. Yeah. Um, I mean, the perfect example here is jumping on and trading Bitcoin. Um, yep. <laughs> throwing all your money at it, you know. And well, go on, sorry.
1: Oh, yeah. What was fascinating about Bitcoin, though, is that that was actually the biggest market bubble in history. Mm-hmm. And to explain um, why that is significant... Uh, you, people talk about the dot com crash or two thousand and eight or whatever, and that like they were actually smaller than this crash. that was in the sixteen hundreds in Europe. It was a, a tulip mania, mm. and so there was this crash that was uh, four hundred years ago. Um, yeah, n- no one thought it'd ever get beaten again, and yet Bitcoin was a bigger bubble than this crash in the sixteen hundreds, and yet it, it wasn't as big news as I thought it would be. It's just like we just witnessed a we just broke a four hundred as far as the bubble. Um. Yeah, rising and crashing.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's absolutely insane to kind of watch that space, and absolutely, um, it's probably better to watch than you know uh, if you're going to invest in that area. Is to definitely have your um, your risk mitigation strategy in place. You know, it's playing playing with money. You're happy to lose if you're going to go down that path. Would you agree? Absolutely.
1: Oh well, yeah. Well, yeah. actually, with this as well, Warren Buffett said another thing too: is that he actually purposely misses out on a lot of investment opportunities. Right. Uh, you know, and so with Bitcoin, um, I, I do believe one day there will be a big take a hash currency in the future. Mm. But the problem is, that we've got no idea of which currency that'll actually be. Yeah. And so people people regret saying, "Oh, I wish I invested in Google and Microsoft and blah blah blah." But there are actually thousands of um, tech companies back then and how do, how do you know Google and Microsoft are going to be the two out of those thousands of companies? Yeah. And same for Ford when they rose up in the 1900s. Um, everyone's saying, oh, I wish I invested in Ford. But it's just, you know, the hundreds of car companies, then how do you know it's going to be Ford? That's and right. so I see the same exactly. situation now that it definitely will be a big one. But um, it, will, will it be Facebook's coin? Will it be um, UltraCoin? Will it be a coin?
0: Yeah. Yeah, who, who knows? <laughs> and... It's always easy to say in hindsight, but um, it is, yeah. Foresight is, yeah, <laughs> much <laughs> harder.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, look, I'd, I'd like to tie this back now to um, really helping. You know, I think we've kind of alluded to uh, noobs in the investment space kind of don't know where to start. So, um, <clears throat> what would you? What would advice would you give to somebody who's kind of interested, but? Um, you know, wanting to get started in the market, maybe has very little cash behind them. How should they get started?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, the the best way to actually start is the same way you start with, uh, say, a weight loss program or a bulking up program is um, in, in a gym. Is that you actually have to turn up? Yeah. So the first thing to do is actually start up a trading account. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about shares, though, is that uh, you don't need to borrow money. You basically put on the line what what you actually have. Yeah. So, say if you wanted to invest in real estate, for example, uh, you might have to put down, say, um, 20% of your own money or in some cases even less which I disagree with but that's a whole other thing. Um, and then basically have 80% borrowed money yeah. and that, that's, it's, it's risky. I mean, mm. um, but with, with shares, you only have to invest what you actually have and same for bonds as well. And also, this is uh, you can be able to save like one to $5,000 in your first year. But what you'll find that $5,000 will be either $250 or $500 cash depending on how the market goes uh, for for your first year. So, then you've made that little amount of money for the second year plus yeah. the $5,000 you saved in your job the next year. So, suddenly it's 10, it look like a bacterial infection. It just grows on itself. Yeah, exactly. That's my favorite metaphor for that. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I like that. So, it's it's just that it's essentially like that compounding interest, isn't it? It's... It is, it yeah. It starts to grow. It starts to grow, yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and it's funny too because in Australia, there's so much focus about investing in real estate. I think there are other options out there that are equally as good for um, as a real estate, but better for different people.
0: All right, we just had some technical difficulties there, but we're just getting back to the call with uh, Dave and. Uh, yeah. We're talking about um, millennials and some of the challenges that they face to actually get started in the market. So, um, continue yeah. on at that
1: point. So, uh, the, the, there's a big thing out there about how baby boomers are making fun of millennials because they're not actually saving any money and they're just going on holidays all the time and having coffee and avocado toast and all that. Uh, but at the same time, I understand it as well because uh, of what, what they're owning versus what real estate costs. Uh, the, the goals and the targets are just so far away and so unrealistic that yeah. it I, I can see why people would give up. And, uh, and the beauty is about uh, going into shares and bonds instead, though, is that you don't need to be borrowing that money. You, you can you can only invest what you're saving, and that's yeah. the beauty of it. And if you're still very passionate to say, oh, no, real estate's the only truly safe thing, which blah, 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 which I personally disagree with, but if that's your philosophy, you can actually buy shares, which are basically just a collection of real estate holdings. Mm. And so... uh. Yeah, it, it, to to go back to answering your question, uh, the best way to start off is actually just to open up a trading account and actually uh, buy some shares. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whether that's it be five hundred dollars worth or two grands worth, whatever you can afford.
0: As simple yeah. as that. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, that's mm. um. Well, that's that's some good advice. There is to just get started. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the book, uh, Yeah. A Noob's Guide to Investing. And um, so, what what inspired you to um, to write the book in the first place?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, um, the the primary thing is I wanted a third source of income outside of my investments and my wage. I like it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a true and...
0: investor. Yep.
1: <laughs> uh, but the the big thing is though, it's uh, <clears throat> yeah. I just talking to a lot of people and seeing that situation about how so many people have lost hope when they don't when they don't need to have lost hope yeah. when there's a perfectly good option out there like with shares and so I thought it's actually pretty important out there just to let people know that this option actually exists for you and not to give up hope. Yeah. And, uh, and another thing I noticed too is that uh, there's a ton of resources out there if you want to actually be an entrepreneur and if you actually want to start up your own business and live your own, um, have your own little empire. But there's not many resources out there that if you're just a normal person, you're happy with your job and you just want your money working for your investment while you're doing your main job as well and you have no interest in starting um, an yes, entrepreneurial yes. business. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that that's they're basically the people I'm trying to reach. Just normal Australians who just want to know what the best thing to do with their um, save, with the leftovers from the savings account. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. If they
1: can, uh, if they can stop their avocado and toast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, actually, and that's the thing too. Like um, when you actually learn these methods, that I actually don't really go into that much detail about ways to save money. Yeah. And I find that it's the reason for that is when you actually understand shares and how money can work in itself and how your money can make money. Yeah, it actually gives you a lot of incentive to say, well, oh, if I can save more money this month, then that'll work out to be more money in the future, and blah blah blah. And it actually takes away that temptation to spend a lot of your money on uh, silly day-to-day things. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's kind of a problem that solves itself automatically when you.
0: Well, you can see the reward building in a different area, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. So, um all right. Well, let's let's. Um a call out for for anyone who um has you know had heard your story uh has an interest to learn more about your strategies and and they do want to um, get started in the market um how can they get hold of your book and and find more uh you know maybe your blog or anything yeah. like that yeah
1: yeah so I've got a website a a noobsguide Riches dot com uh, there's also noobsguide to riches dot com. If you couldn't be bothered typing in the A at the start, um, <clears throat> I'll be launching a YouTube channel in the coming months uh, as far as uh, where I just talk over some of the concepts that we're just talking about today. And uh, yeah, and you can buy the book and uh, on Kindle as an e reader um, and paperback, and the audio version will be coming out very shortly as well. Awesome. Um, I, awesome. I, I personally am a big audio book guy. I love yeah. listening to books on a drive, so. Yeah,
0: definitely. It's yeah. Um, making the most of uh what i call is like dead time because you just yeah you, you know uh you have to be on that commute anyway so yeah you have to be paying attention to the road and that's yeah. right that's right yeah yeah, yeah. so um exactly mm-hmm. so take the opportunity to learn as you um as you drive <laughs>
1: absolutely <laughs> yeah.
0: and i also i, I want to thank you as well i
1: was reading your book quite confidence and uh it's, Quite often, I, I sort of had this philosophy about the way I invest in all this, and I only really shared it with uh, close friends. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and well, I guess one part of it is I was sort of worried about uh, stra- strangers throwing tomatoes at me, as you described in your book.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And saying, well,
1: um, when you actually have a mission, and you actually have a purpose, um, those tomatoes won't matter anymore. And, and, and you're right. Like it's, mm. if I think about the bigger picture, and yeah, it's um yeah. So I, I want to thank you for that. And uh, here's the book right here. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, if I can, uh, can I get can I get a printed copy of your book yet, or is it just a, uh, just? Um, yeah, you... absolutely.
1: It's on Amazon and yeah. uh, uh, also the, the .au or just .com. You can order it from either one. Yeah, amazing. Uh, depending so like on a, where you
0: live. A print on demand as well.
1: Exactly. Yeah, print on demand. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I encourage uh, everyone to yeah go and grab a copy of your book and, um, and also go visit your blog because you're sharing a lot more there as well. And uh, subscribe mm. to YouTube. Yep, yeah, please do. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Amazing. Look, I just wanted to thank you so much for your time today, Dave, uh, and sharing some really, um, I mean, in, in many cases, it's simple advice, but I think it's um, many of us just don't know where or how to get started. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. So I, I just wanted to thank you for giving up some time and, and uh, joining me on the call today. And uh, I'm hope, hoping that everyone who's uh, tuning in gets some really good value. Yeah,
1: yeah so, so do I. And, and th- thank you so much for having me on too. I really appreciate it. A
0: pleasure. Not a problem. Cool. We will chat again soon.
1: Absolutely. Amazing. Thanks, Joel.
0: Thanks, Dave. Thanks, <laughs> Dave. You've been listening to the Mindset a Millions podcast, ready to take your mindset to the next level? Visit mindset2millions.com. That's mindset the number 2 millions.com.